man. All right, getting at it. Happy Tuesday, Mike. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I couldn't be better. You know what I've been hearing all day? Oh, I. you sound quite jolly, so I'm very excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> The the argument has been sparked again. Who's better, LeBron or Michael? Oh! The, the LeBron guy's having a real hard time today. <laughs> we call them the LeBums, where I'm from. The LeBums, man. hey Yeah! Uh, dude, it was so funny. There was like a whole hour, hour argument over Le- LeBron and Michael, and it's just like, dude... Kind of hard to argue for LeBum right now. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch any of the game? Fuck no, I got a life. Oh, I I do not. And so, uh, no, I'm kidding. I missed the first actual half. Um, As you know, I have the new garden in, and I planted my new trees and what have you. So I had a ton of watering to do and just checking up on everything, and I was out in the yard, uh, did some cooking, and then... Went inside finally around dusk, and it was the second quarter ish, like end of second quarter. Um, Lakers up by 15. And if you recall in the previous episode, I was discussing how this shit is rigged. It was obvious with that Jokic call, you know, he whiffed on the guy and hit air, and they called a foul on him twice, you know, and like it's just a clearly rigged game. And so I saw Lakers up by 15. I figured. Well, they're gonna, they're just gonna take it home, and uh, it ended up shaking out to be a really fucking good game, man. Uh, really close. I kept believing the entire time the Lakers were gonna win because uh, the NBA's rigged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for anyone out there who doesn't follow basketball, it doesn't seem to have as many fans it as it once did. Um, maybe it's a regional thing, right? Maybe it's an urban thing. Uh, who knows? But, um, the Nuggets beat the Lakers, uh, in the Western Conference Championship last night. Uh, they swept them. First time the Lakers have been swept, I believe, was the stat. If not, not ever. I, I think the Lakers have just never been swept in, like, the conference finals or the... Okay. To be fair, they never made the playoffs until like 2004. <laughs> Dude, they have like 17 championships. Really? They were terrible. It wasn't until like the 80s or something. Well, I believe throughout the 80s, they won eight championships. They were very dominant, man. I mean, it's them and the Celtics. They have the, they're the most storied franchises. They have, you know rafters filled with banners from the decades that yeah. they've dominated and you know they made that whole movie about it though how they like sucked and then they like that's right yeah, man. In the 80s yeah. is when they took off magic johnson had, like, Pat magic Riley. Yeah. yeah man for sure and then yeah. uh the early 2000s that was when shaq went to la and it was right. shaq and kobe, kobe and they yeah. dominated absolutely dominated for three seasons i believe they had a three-peat Maybe missed one and then won two more, I want to say. I might be a little off on the numbers. I just know that Phil Jackson, between the Bulls and the Lakers, has like 11 championships. Yeah, the best. The most winning person ever. We all know where that 11th one goes. That's right. Right oh, on yeah. the dong. Uh, right and the so, <laughs> <laughs> It's the cock ring. And so, uh, anyways, 
I, I yeah. took a little uh, little clip for anyone out there who's not familiar with what's happened in the NBA and uh, just wanted to throw a shout out there to Nikola Jokic, uh, the true MVP of the season. I don't care what all the haters out there uh, like uh, Perkins over on ESPN want to say. Those people are racists. Uh, and uh, they just couldn't handle having an Eastern European winning three MVPs in a row. They, people in the basketball world just could not handle that for reasons I don't understand. Well, maybe that's racist, but uh, we'll just say I don't understand. So either way, LeBron, Mike, has been less swept. <laughs> oh, my. What a night. What a game, right? The Lakers are out. Denver making history. And what would come down to the final play with just seconds on the clock? It's over. It's over. This morning, the first ticket to the NBA Finals has been punched. Denver makes history. The Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals. The Denver Nuggets edging out the L.A. Lakers 113-111 to to sweep the series and head to the finals for the first time in their franchise history. First time in history, mm. man. Pretty big deal, I would say. It's also going to be the first time in history we're at the championship. You're only going to have one color of solidarity. So whoever wins the other two that wins is going to be their color in the stands, but there is going to be no jerseys for the Nuggets in the stands. There will be no representative one color. You know what I mean? Yes, because uh, according to legend, and Mike has seen the proof in real time, you cannot purchase a Nuggets jersey anywhere in the world. They don't no. exist. At least at They the sold games. them for six months back in 2016. <laughs> yeah, and right. if you were lucky enough to get one, good for you, but they haven't sold one since. Can't get a hat, can't get a t-shirt, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. so the championship half the crowd's going to be red and then it's just going to be a hodgepodge of whatever people could come in uh, to the Nuggets own fault and to the cable monopoly that is Comcast and all, and all the other bullshit that goes on with localized televised sports uh, you couldn't watch the Nuggets at home if you have Comcast <laughs> it's so stupid it's absolutely it's the worst insane. advertised franchise in the world not only that, you have the two-time MVP on the number one team in the league, and they are just, they're 14-3, and three, I think, in the playoffs right now. They are just, like, absolutely destroying everything in their path. Nobody watched a single game if you had Comcast here in America. Can't in, find in his Denver. jersey. No, you can't find anything for the Nuggets. Nobody, if you can't watch the team, the Blackhawks went through this uh, several decades ago in Chicago. Uh, when you can't watch the team, nobody cares about your team. Yeah. That's the truth. So it doesn't matter if you have the best player in the league and they're dominating all series and the entire NBA. Uh, nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody had a chance to really get invested in the team. So yeah. it's their own fault. I, uh, on the other hand, I'm a big fan of uh, pirating content and stealing my way through watching these games. And so I got to see quite a bit. Nice. VPN? VPN. People, learn the ways of the VPN. I'm telling you. It's a magic wand to the world of entertainment. <laughs> you put on that like hooded robe thing, you become a wizard, man, you know, and you're just like, show me what I want to see. <laughs> I don't care. I'm from Brazil, see? No, all right. Now I'm from Yugoslavia, all right? Uh, uh, all right, so I'm really enjoying this one. I want to... <coughs> This is particularly sweet, folks, because Mike and I, back in November, uh, went to a Denver Nuggets-Lakers game, and we got to witness in real time LeBron James, the real LeBron James, 
Uh, if you want an idea as to why his team faltered here, um, you know, it's because LeBron, he takes the plays off where he's not in the highlight reel. Uh, that's mostly, and he sits yeah, on his throne true, and, yeah. you know, actually, he's the uh, Randy Moss of basketball, they're, they're going to describe his performance. Actually. I'm going to tell you what I was thinking about last night after the game in their franchise history on the inbound. Jokic drives and puts it up and in Denver star, Nikola Jokic putting up 30 points. Everybody will step up and uh, I think it's a collective effort. It's not, it's not uh, just one guy. Well, that, that right there is why you see no Jokic jerseys, and he's never interviewed. There's no Jokic commercials. That right there. Did you hear it? Did you all hear it right there? Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. Let me talk to you, man. Next time they interview you, you need to put in the put out in the universe Space Jam Three, and it should be you. <laughs> That's how you become great. Jokic is a very funny dude. Great sense of humor. I think he'd be perfect for the Space Jam Three. Honestly. Oh, it got to be better than LeBron. Well, he's he's a uh, transcendent talent, man. They're saying he's kind of changing the game everybody out there you get a chance even if you're not a basketball fan take a look at some clips of Jokic you'll catch something quickly he never jumps the guy no he doesn't well dude have you seen him he's he's huge he's huge but also he's he's famously like he looks very out of shape He, he you know he just looks like he's you know just really struggling to move on the court, but uh, apparently, and I read about it today, the man, after every single game for like six years now, uh, he goes and hits the gym right after. Wow. So he's like, you know, he hits the gym, he's working hard, but he has this look. It's this Eastern European look. I, You know, it's what he's got going on there. And uh, he, it makes him look kind of lazy and sluggish, but in reality... He's just a masterful commander of the court. He understands the game on a cerebral level. And the reason he's changing the game is he's creating a world where you don't need to be a guy who has to jump to dunk the ball 10 feet in the air. You can be the most dominant player in the league and never leave the floor. Uh, Conserve your energy. He's he's a conserver of energy. He's a Trump guy. That's what he's Someone say conservative. <laughs> All right, back to LaSwept. Questions surrounding the future of Lakers superstar LeBron James. The 38-year-old poured in 40 points in the game. James backs in, backs in, using his strength. Couple of fakes. Wow, did he put up 40 points? Dude, he was one assist away from a triple-double. Uh, I guess you can't blame that loss on him. No, and I, that's what I wanted to bring up, which is I was uh, reading some stuff on him last night after the game and was laughing to myself. I was just thinking, and I believe on the show, actually, the other day, I, I believe I could be quoted as calling LeBron James a uh, pathetic loser. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, that I'm like, man, 38? The man put up a triple-double? He scored 40 points? Like, he's 30, he played the entire game. Like... Dude, yeah, but don't forget you walked off when you were losing on the last one, so I don't fucking want it, you know? Well, I dug a hole yesterday for a tree I planted two days ago, and then yesterday, as I'm tying my shoes, I started to cry like a little girl because of how much pain I was in on my sides. (laughs) I couldn't move my arms forward enough to put my shoes on after I dug a hole two days ago in my backyard. I've been struggling with that left shoe for about six months now. (laughs) That's... And so like, and there I am laughing. I'm looking at my phone on my couch, you know, laughing at LeBron. What a loser! Thirty, thirty. Don't, don't laugh too hard. You might pull a muscle. But look at this loser. Loser. 
Look at him. Losing, scoring 40 points, 38 years Literally old. Literally competing with guys half his age. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I just, I want to say you, we've made a lot of fun of LeBron, uh, mostly because of his social warrior justice movement bullshit and the fact that he tried to um, uh, own the You'd rights be to so uh, much Taco greater Tuesday. If you just shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut yeah, your mouth. This is very true. Uh, but either way, um, I'm, I've always kind of sided with the fact that LeBron, off court, stand up individual, family man, um, does great work with charities and schools and communities. He he's really a, a true role model and you know in its truest definition. And I'm sitting there, you know, laughing at him, being a loser. Then I was thinking, wow, actually this guy is older than me and he just put up forty points and played forty two minutes nonstop of sprinting. And like and not just sprinting. <laughs> like you're sprinting nonstop for forty two minutes and then you're like leaping through the air magically, flying, soaring through the air, dunking balls and like it's just like so uh I wanna say In and out in and out of the greatest, most athletic young guys that's, this country has. That's what's incredible. Yeah. And so I gotta say, in twenty years, uh LeBron James, what a career. And it's been a pleasure to watch the guy perform, actually. And it's unfortunate that there was always this conversation or comparison to Michael Jordan. There is no comparison to Michael Jordan. The man is a, a legendary figure in his time alone in that era. And nobody That's could true. match him. And here in this modern era, I have to say, I cannot think of any other athlete who could be near 40 putting up those kinds of numbers against guys half his age. I, nobody can do it. Even Tom Brady had to bow out, man. The guy was getting crushed. Like uh, I, I could actually see LeBron sticking around. He's got, by the way, two more years, 94 or 97 million on the table. He's not, wow. he's not hanging up those shoes, man. Come on. You're talking about 100, 100 million. He's, he's going to play out a couple seasons. You know it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I got to agree with you. I do not like the comparison because one of the arguments that that led into today, which I, I kind of kept my mouth shut because I was getting so mad about it. They started talking about uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, man. The worm. And then, like, there was one guy who was, like, defending him and then everybody else was like, no, man, what's his name is better. Green is better. You know, the other guy, this guy's better. And, like, I, wa- I, just, I really wanted to be like, yeah, but you guys are forgetting. He, you cannot compare him to anybody because there was nobody doing that before him. Yes. He, he was the first person to just be like, I could win this game with defense. Yes. And, you know what I mean? Now every team has a Rodman, but back then nobody did that. Great you know what call, I mean? man. You listen Absolutely. to guys like, uh, when you listen to guys like Shaq, Barkley, Jordan, when you listen to them talk about Dennis Rodman, you know, they talk about this guy's on the court just sitting on the side staring at everybody. And then when you ask him what he's <laughs> doing, right. he's counting the rotations of the balls when they shoot and memorizing, like, how it reacts when it hits the rim. And it's like, dude, that guy took a whole different look at defense. So you can't, you know, I don't know. No, it's not even that. He actually took a whole new approach to the game itself. He changed the game. Yeah, and So to, com- to compare the guys who are playing that game now, it's like, dude, to... To come in with that fresh idea is the legendary, that's the greatness. And I will give this to LeBron. His legendary greatness and the the way he changed the game is longevity. Being able to play 20 years at peak prime levels. Uh, The man, again, I can't stress enough how astonishing the numbers. Was it Will Chamberlain? He played forever, right? 
again, there's a huge difference between playing at a certain. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could, you're right. In different eras, like different eras. Barkley when he was finally on the Lakers chasing rings, you know, or wherever he ended up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just a guy they. Uh, tossed he was in out. the same shape he's in now. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of his season. And they would toss him out in the fourth quarter when they were losing, you know? Like, get Barkley some minutes, you know? like They were running out of fucking purple fabric for his shorts. <laughs> Even MJ on the Wizards, like, oh, actually, he was, he was crushing it. But still, I, I, I think LeBron, top yeah. of the game, still one of the best in the league, a guy that still strikes fear in the opponents on the other end and, you know, playing against guys 20-plus years younger than him. It's crazy. Yeah. So I just don't. You're right. I don't really like the comparison because it's a it's a different league, different league, different era. Totally the different rule. You literally have different rules. You know now you got fucking uh, the the play review. Yeah, there's a whole. You know, you, you, there's just um, I, and also they've changed the way they rig the games. Uh, from what I heard, yeah, the totally refs different they now. used to rig it a lot differently. You know now they rig it. You got different I'm, teams paying different refs. If you think I'm kidding, there was a podcast. I wish I could think of the name. It was about know, yeah. two years ago it was out. Uh, the dude, he was interviewing everyone involved, uh, Donaghy and everybody else that was involved in the original, uh, you know, breakout news that the, you know, refs were rigging games and whatever. And uh, a major thing that came out of that uh, whole investigation was that they were rigging games, you could tell, kind of towards the end, um, and you know, doing fouls to get certain people to the line or foul people out. Now what they do is they uh, create foul havoc, if you will, in the early parts of the game, first, second quarter, when nobody's really watching. Uh, it actually happened with Jokic in this game four. They uh, racked up the fouls on him, and he was at, uh, at five fouls with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And so yeah, for at, sure they're still doing at that. that point, he wasn't even he, he was playing zero defense and just standing as far back away from anyone with a ball as possible to not foul out. So they're still doing it. But if you do those fouls earlier in the game, nobody really catches on until like, oh, my God, fourth quarter. And like, how did Jokic get five fouls? That's crazy. So, uh, you know, the rigging still carries on. It's still, uh, if you don't believe us, the podcast is called Whistleblower. Yes, Whistleblower. And it's the Tim Donahue story. He yes. was the ref, the the only ref, the only one. J- just like Epstein was the only one guilty of this child sex ring that spanned the whole world and all the, you know what I mean? And like nobody else was Royal involved. Royal Monarch said, yeah. yeah. So this one referee was the only one that was rigging games across the league. He's the only one. Yeah, man, it's something like an eight-part series. It's a yeah, one-off. It's a great. Series. Fantastic podcast. Check it out. Uh, it gives you a really nice light into um, how the mafia runs the NBA and the sport world. Which, oh, they, yeah, I think they run all the sports. They they run well. All sports run through gambling, which they have forever. I just go check out the nineteen nineteen Black Sox. There's a literal. They've been movies and endless books yeah. about the rigging of the World Series. Wow, you want to see uh, what's that guy? Hundred years ago, folks. What's that guy in that movie? He's like one of the main characters. Shoeless Joe Jackson. He's the one who's in uh, <laughs> that movie where they take over the jury. Wow, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of famous actors in. It. I mean, Christopher. So many famous, and they're so young. Christopher Lloyd, it's Charlie crazy. Sheen is in it. Um, they're babies, man. We're talking Charlie Sheen before uh, crack and hookers. So he's like a really young, <laughs> healthy-looking Sheen. Pre-AIDS. 
Yes, he's a healthy Sheen. Yeah, it's called Eight Men Out. Yeah, Eight Men Out, man. Not black. Yeah. Well, no, Not they the were they were referred to as the Black Sox. The Black Sox. Yeah. yeah. No racial connotation involved. John there. Cusack. That's what I was thinking. Oh, of. John Cusack. All right, man. Yeah, dude. He's like he looks like he's five years old in that movie. I'm gonna tell you my favorite John Cusack movie: Hot Tub Time Machine. One of the best movies ever made. <laughs> like. Come on, man. Oh, that movie dude. does not get enough love these days. That is, I, I don't think I ever saw the sequel, and I'm glad I didn't. I usually avoid sequels to comedies. Is but there a sequel? See, oh, that's it. Yeah, no, it. never see it. But, dude, Hot Tub Time Machine, absolutely, what a gem, dude. I have, and my favorite, uh, John Cusack. Cusack? Yeah, John Cusack. You know, Emma's dad uh, always talks about, or he doesn't anymore. He did when the commercials were out. You know, Joan Cusack? John Cusack's sister. No, does she look like him? Yeah, this is this bothers Emma's dad. He would always get really upset when like the commercials with her, like because it's kind of a hideous. Uh, not I don't. I take that back. Oh, that's his sister. I never know that. I never know that. It's John that's Cusack crazy. with a wig, man. I never really noticed. You never I saw. I've noticed it. You know what? I'd bang John. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I think it's just been John cross dressing this whole time. Is it? <laughs> It's like his alter ego, Joan. No, Come no, on. Dude, you can tell. Nah, they don't look that much alike. She's pretty hot. She's no. all right. Joan Cusack, all right. I'm just kidding. But uh, she didn't age well, I think, is the whole deal. Um, she and, aged more like John. Yeah, so sure. after, she turned more into John. And John, curiously, more into Joan. Really strange kind of situation. Very ironic. There. Well, yeah. he lost the testosterone. <laughs> she gained it, apparently. <laughs> You don't hear a lot about uh, John Cusack these days. What happened to that guy? He must be a conservative. I could only assume. Yeah, John or Joan. Yeah, well, I just remember... Uh, well, he kind of only had one character, and that character kind of got played out. You mean being John Cusack? <laughs> being John Cusack, yeah. Which is he funny because really he was else. in a movie being John Malkovich where he was just being John Cusack with long hair. <laughs> it's kind of a strange connection i just made now years later that movie's from like 1997 man it's outrageous that's a movie i've never been able to finish dude never got the hype i'm gonna i watched the whole thing i just and you know me i went through that like independent film phase where i really dug the artsy stuff and like i nah i don't know i don't know why i didn't uh i didn't like the the being john malkovich and i like john malkovich like, you know what the problem for me, I think, was? Is that it came too soon after Con Air. Yeah, I was expecting, like, Give Con me... Air, John I want Malcolm some more Ray. Cyrus the Virus, man. Cyrus yeah, the Virus, that's, yeah. that's the character I'm looking for. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you just gave me, like, the real Hollywood John Malcolm. Yeah, man, I like well. It. I don't ho- like it. Hollywood's in rough ways, uh, especially today, because they have the writer's strike going on, oh, we, always, we always keep I'm forgetting about. <laughs> we keep forgetting about the writer's strike. You know I want to remind everyone every day. You know that guy from Eastbound and Down? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers, uh, that's it. Yeah. Danny McBride. 
Absolutely. Uh, I was listening to him on a podcast and he was talking about because um, his show they can't do his his new show I guess the last season he, they can't do it because of the writer strike. Oh, of course, man! What a bummer. And uh, it was so funny because they were like asking him about it and he's like, yeah, you know, he agreed with the writers and everything, but all he pretty much said is he thinks this one's gonna go for a very long time. Good riddance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sayonara. And- and he said something I thought was very interesting because I think we kind of touched on it. He thinks this is going to be the last one. Yes, you got no pull. You so. have no leverage. There's like, what, you have been producing crap nonstop for years. I'm going to go see one last movie. I told Emma it's the, the, the last longer than 90 minute movie we, I will ever go see or drag her to. Uh, Indiana Jones is coming out. Oh, fuck you. Do not go see that. Do not. I'm going to go see Indiana Jones. Absolutely. Do not waste yes. your money on that. I'm seeing Fuck it. Fuck Disney, dude. I Fuck love Indiana Disney. Jones. I'm going to see it one last Disney time. Disney just went out there. They bought every franchise we love and fucking ruined it. They put all of them with aliens and multiverses. And <laughs> You're right. Everything's a fucking multiverse. Everything, <laughs> even, even Indiana Jones. Now he's got a crystal skull with like aliens that are coming in and out no, of this we time don't, We pretend like, that pyramid. Exist. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I had. Oh well, I'm just saying. We, we in general, the people out there, I would say uh, often. If you were to ask anyone, there were three Indiana Jones, and now we're having this swan song film. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Dude. That's how everyone's no, looking at it. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, just like Men in Black, we're not forgetting about international. <laughs> That's right, dude. Why did you guys do that to us? Uh, so like, Ghostbusters, I'm not going to forget about the fucking fat bitches in the suit. <laughs> oh, my God, you know dude. That was bad. That, that was, was the worst thing I've really seen. Really bad. Dude. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, one thing I'm really So one experience. thing I'm really hoping for is, like, by the time this writer strikes over, all right, now, now we're just going to get, like, everything being released now is stuff that they already did, and we're kind of already at the end of wokeness. Hopefully the strike lasts long enough that by the time you guys come back, now we can start making real shit. That's my hope, too. I am holding out a sliver of hope that that'll happen, but I don't think that will, and I still am maybe hanging on to the idea that the studios, the big wigs, were like, you know what? Go ahead, strike. We'll hire some scabs, and they won't no, demand that we check the boxes. Oh, no, no, they don't need scabs. They got GPT. AI. Yeah, they do. Dude, did you see what happened with the AI this, this week? Lay it on me. I'm so excited for this. Frank, this is incredible. And this is going to, this right here, I got a clip for you. Yes, and I want to remind everyone, uh, you people don't know it listening out there, but this right now, what you're listening to, pure chat GPT, actually. None of this is real. We're both robots. We don't even exist. (laughs) We're a figment of your imagination. (laughs) (laughs) The chat GPT thinks. Therefore, I am. Uh, yes. And you're correct. It's getting dumber. That's crazy, right? It's dumber, more racist, bigoted, sexist. I never expected the AI to be so racist. It's and just hate f- Jesus. <laughs> hey, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, Jesus Christ, what dog do you even have in that fight? <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't so, ready for that one. <laughs> so this story is about how uh we're just not ready for what's coming down the pipeline and it mostly has to do with the people in power are too old and they just don't know right all right ready for this yeah i'm all in 
A fake image briefly went viral today, appearing to show an explosion right near the Pentagon. Our own Ben Collins reports the fake photo was shared by a variety of verified Twitter accounts. It was convincing enough to quickly spook the markets. One expert said the image showed signs of having been generated by artificial intelligence. So we- okay, so did you hear that? Yeah. Lay it An out. AI-generated photo was shared by what I can only assume is bots on Twitter. That's right. And it caused so much of a, of a fear. The markets were affected. Yeah, that's right, man. The markets dropped. Now listen to this guy come on and talk about it. We got to dig in. NBC News tech correspondent, my friend Jake Ward, joins me now. What is your take? Was this artificial intelligence? It seems like it. I mean, when you look at it closely, you can see the places in which uh, the fence looks like it sort of melds into the, the floor in a way. You know, it's this kind of thing where you look at it and you think, oh, this is actually a pretty primitive form of generative AI if it is that kind. And obviously, as a result, it is just the beginning. And it's the way, of course, that it's spread across Twitter that is so alarming. That's the, yeah. the thing. The lack okay, of it wasn't right just now. Okay, so it goes on forever. But did you hear him talk about the photo? Uh, I go into a little more detail it's, for me. So, like, what, okay, so what bothering me the most about this is Anybody who knows anything, like, I could probably show you the picture. I don't know if you saw it. I did see this, and I, I read up on a few articles on uh, what happened here. The, the minute I, even when I saw the tweet that said explosion near panic, dude, the minute I saw the picture, I knew it was fake. And you could just tell it's fake. It looks fake, right? That's right. The, pro- the problem is, it looks fake to you and me who have spent the last five to ten years staring at memes and, uh, you know, all these, like, wow, fake photos. yes. Right? Absolutely. But if Nona would have saw that picture, there's no way she would have known that's fake. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. And who do you think is everybody with all the money in the markets? It's not the 35-year-old plumber. It's the 80-year-old woman. Wow. Right? So you have all these people at the top who are in power, who are controlling these markets, who are in charge of all these hedge funds and everything, and they they can't tell the difference. It's because they're old. They didn't grow up with this they shit. They freaked out. And, this, and you heard the guy say, this was just a primitive AI-generated photo. Yeah. Like, like, we are just at the very beginning here. This AI is a toddler, man. What's going to happen when that AI is an adult? They found like- out. I saw that they did a little digging on the photo, and it was actually just a, a shot from when the plane hit the Pentagon on 9-11. And uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, those are... <laughs> Whoops! You, you caught us! With our... This is an old... This is... A... Sorry, folks. This is an old AI photo from 2001. Highly outdated. You could see, you know, it's just... It's really... It's a sad prototype. Uh, Frank, I said it fooled people. It didn't look as fake as the 9-11. <laughs> what do you mean? Plane debris? No, that doesn't happen when a plane hits a building. You guys are crazy. It oh disintegrates. Yeah. Into dust, people. What, yeah, these two passports? What, what's yeah. that? All those ones that land on farms? They're pretty much intact? <laughs> the engines and everything? Folks. Look, this, this building was made out of plane disintegrating concrete. I mean, <laughs> come on. And I, look, the plane it disintegrated into just... A billion pieces. We have no evidence of it even almost being there. But check out, <laughs> check out these two passports we found at the uh, Ground Zero. Uh, Ground Zero, they survived everything. Two passports right here. We got the proof. 
But that plane that hit the Pentagon disintegrated into bajillion pieces. We found the passports, the lower jawbone, and the right hand of every terrorist that was on that plane. Yeah, man. Not one piece of the engine at the Pentagon. Did you hear that guy's cell phone call? They said, let's roll. And then they all like took down the terrorist. <laughs> it was so heroic. We all heard the recording. <laughs> Fucking so insane, man. We are idiots, people. We believe anything, man. <laughs> so much so that the AI just made some stupid photo and the market sank. Yeah. It came back. I mean, it bounced back once this it, it got deep. But- I heard it dipped. It was like a, a momentary dip, but I see what you're saying, and I like where your angle is, which is this was a bunch of old farts who panicked. And what's going to happen when this shit gets really good? And let's just say, dude, Joe Biden... What? Like, let me ask you this. Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be, <laughs> dude. It wouldn't be surprised. Like, if Joe Biden gets sick and has to go to the hospital, right? And then now right. a report comes out where he's dead. What you know what I mean? It's like, wait, wait, wait. You're you're entering my Chuck E. Cheese animatronic territory. And what you know, I always joke about the animatronic Chuck E. Cheese Joe Biden. They turn them on and off. They got multiple versions. But what I'm usually what what I really am talking about is the fact that they could. From a video and audio perspective, they could fake everything that they could create Joe Biden and he doesn't even exist anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? Like Joe Biden, for all purposes, could be there, but we just have no idea that he's not actually there. You know how we always say that like you change once you become the president? Maybe they just kill you. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's just a clone. The they cl- make the new robot. The cloning, I think, is possible. It's very suspect to me that in 1997, Bill Clinton takes the podium and says, well, we know how to clone now, but we're going to stop this technology before it gets out of hand. No. You see, this, you see the sheep that we flawlessly cloned? <laughs> we're never going to do that to people. We're definitely not going to do that with presidents or celebrities. And we're or not our gonna- best soldiers. <laughs> We're not going to do that with Beyonce and then trot her out there and make her recite music that we created with this AI bot, and it's going to Oh, all you know they did Beyonce and Jay-Z. Of course, dude. They're all fucking dude, they, They've clones, been falling man. in line for 20 years. Yeah, I'm going to say dude. this. COVID changed me in one way, in one way only. I now believe every single conspiracy ever. That's the mm. truth now, and so the whole you become a celebrity, they kill you, clone you, Bring out your clone. Your clone does all the uh, performing of the music that's not your own. It's written by them, and it does the brainwashing of the youth. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, it's totally See, I'm, I, I, too, am believing in all conspiracies, but I have like, a little bit of a problem here. Let me uh, see. How do, who oh, yeah. lives inside the moon if the moon is flat? Oh, wow. Well, the moon is, if it's a flat, it's like a parasail. And uh, <laughs> everyone just... Kind of on a surfboard behind it. Ah, ah, okay, okay. They're they're tethered to the earth. See, let's go round and round, round and round, <laughs> round and round. <laughs> but they never spin. See, <laughs> flat moon theory, people. No, no. It's a flawless now theory. Now it makes sense. There's like a string in the middle of this flat, <laughs> that's right, holding dude. it to earth, so it causes like this bevel on the top. Yeah, yeah man, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> It's making it's all making the physics is undeniable. <laughs> Yo, get, could somebody put on the line Michukaku? I got a word that <laughs> I'm gonna talk to him about some flat moon theory. Uh, time changed a little hard with Japan. Get Neil the gas. Give me the the gas, Tyson. I got some theory. I know he's for not him. working on anything. The guy's fucking. <laughs>
The guy's still astounded at the fucking idea that ice turns to water. <laughs> you put ice in a glass of water, it's over the rim, but then when that ice melts, it doesn't spill. The water displaces more volume as an ice cube. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if... Uh... If anything, uh, if we're still on that vein of AI, um, if there's AI involved in any kind of script writing, it has to be uh, whoever's putting together the plots over at the FBI because um, they they pulled a doozy on us last night. <laughs> this morning, the man who crashed a U-Haul truck into barriers near the White House is accused of making threats to the president or vice president. U.S. Park Police saying the man was arrested overnight. And the charges associated with the incident include assault with a dangerous weapon. His name was Amon Reps. <laughs> <laughs> he was there to warn people to get away. Step away from the camera. Everybody well, he away. went there to drive into the barricade, but then as soon as it was about to hit, he had a second a change of heart. He saw the damage he had done, and he told everyone, step away. <laughs> Don't follow and me. And threatening to kill kidnap or inflict harm on a president vice president or family member this video posted overnight showing a u-haul truck slamming into barriers at lafayette square a block away from the white house investigators removing a flag with a wait it was a block away from the white house that's what i mean even... no this story is so fucking so, it's so fake, number one dude. number one folks Ugh. if there's a u-haul involved it's the feds you know right away. 100%. I'm, I'm starting to think U-Haul is owned by the feds. It is. It totally is owned by the feds. Or, or, or it's just like, you know, they got franchises. Yeah, dude. Like one of the FBI guys owns the U-Haul franchise in D.C. <laughs> so every time they need to rent a truck, he's like, hey, go to my U-Haul. Go to my U-Haul. You're going to write it off anyways. Go to my U-Haul. Give me some free advertising. Come on. Come man. on. <laughs> Charges them for three, only gives them one. Works out great for both. Works out great for both parties. Milking you know? the system, hell yeah, dude! I think you're onto something. Actually, we gotta get some boots on the ground, some investigative journalism. Behind real, this I need to know who owns the U-Haul franchise in Washington <laughs> D.C. from the scene. Officials say. Oh wait, I gotta go back. And then, a then this guy rented a fucking 17-foot box truck, right? <laughs> To ram into the fucking White House and kidnap the president. He rams a barricade a block away, and inside the 17-foot box van that he fucking rented, inside this box truck, he carried <laughs> one 5-foot by 9-foot flag. I don't even know how big it was. Like, <laughs> and it's a Nazi flag. It's all this guy had. It's all this it's guy's a whole plan. <laughs> Was to run a barricade, kidnap the president, the vice president, and their family, or whatever, and all That's he right. had was a Nazi flag. He had some duct tape and a backpack, a black backpack. Uh, if anyone out there, if this sounds familiar to you, this has de Pappy vibes all over it, man. Ah, oh, dude, this is straight to Pappy. It's the same. It's the same U-Haul from when they found the seventeen guys in the U-Haul about to storm that gay pride parade. <laughs> it's right, the same one. Yes. And it's the same fucking Nazi flag from when they were waiting for that Jan 6th uh, part due. That is correct, sir. And also, it's the same duct tape that uh, David DePappy brought in to uh, tape up Paul Pelosi <laughs> when he broke into the Pelosi residence. <laughs> is everyone starting yeah, to see a connection here? These outrageous scenarios that are just too uh, unbelievable to even like conceive of in the moment... 
they they disappear instantly. Oh, like sure. we're, we're gonna never hear about this fucking scenario. What happened to those dudes in the U-Haul they arrested? The Patriots yeah, did all of them like, get charged? I mean, you fucking arrested all yeah, of them. We never we're heard about they, the fucking. They were court. planning a vicious assault on a gay pride. It was a hate crime. We have heard nothing but a stream of uh, court cases and convictions of anybody and anybody. Everybody and anybody involved with Jan Six, the Proud Boy. Except for guys. Yeah, except for Epps. He had the change of heart. He was on CNN. He's fine. He's forgiven. Everybody else. Ray Epps is just a, a mistaken poor farmer from Montana <laughs> who, who got mixed up with the wrong crowd, man. Actually, Ray Epps is just Donald Trump's fault. He fell for the rhetoric of Donald <laughs> Trump. Right. He was hypnotized. He's a poor, innocent, simple farmer. provocateur situations are just too unbelievable. They're so fucking crazy that they're just improbable and nobody out there is buying this shit. And it's obvious because they bury the story immediately and then we never hear of the consequences. You never hear of the court cases involving these maniacs ever, (laughs) ever, because there are none. They never go to court. They were never arrested. Nothing (laughs) happens to these people because it's all a setup. It's a fucking, (laughs) it's the feds. It's the federal government. It's the uh, alphabet agencies trying to stoke hate, fear, rage, yeah, division. Like, dude. this is all a show, man. And the media, the legacy media is 100% in line, lockstep with this agenda all the time. And I think more people since COVID to now, we've, we've woken up. That's why there's more people looking up to the skies, Tweeting out there, the con- the chemtrails are happening. They're blocking the sun. Mike, you know I got to bring it up every show. I can tell. They're blocking <laughs> the sun, folks. It's happening here in we Denver. Went f- we went from Nazis to chemtrails. Uh, well, I'm talking know. Jared Polis over here. So uh, I don't think Nazis uh, did anything with the clouds. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to talk about Nazis, cloud seeding, airplanes, take a look at a map <clears throat> and zoom in. On DIA, the Denver International Airport, you are not mistaken. Your eyes are not playing a trick on you. That is a swastika that you are looking at. The air, <laughs> the airport is in the shape, famously, of a swastika. Dude, I sh- I sent you that picture of the house that has the brick swastika. Yes, yes, the oh, the bricklayer yeah, who made I'm, it his I'm, thing. <laughs> Poor guy. I, I was on another block the other day that had a bunch of them. There was like four of them. Wow. Well, I mean, swastika is, I mean, it's a very easy symbol, especially if you're doing bricks or like a building. Easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very gotcha. easy. It's what happens when you hit a, a ride on the wrong wagon. You know, you're like, this group's going to be really famous in the future. This is going to be big. <laughs> and you were wrong. And here's the consequence, right? A hundred years later, you got these swastika saying, buildings everywhere. I'm just, I'm just saying, when are we going to be able to take back that, that, that style? Yeah, I am totally on board with you on this one. Everything is uh, cyclical. The uh, fashions, uh, they always come back like around. Like, you don't even, you couldn't name a single symbol from World War One. Yeah, good call, man. So, at what point, could, which I just realized, uh, I heard the other day, it was a, ended 100 years ago. It's over 100 years ago. 
Wow. It's crazy. World War One. Yeah. Well, we're doomed to repeat it, I can only imagine. Uh, especially if we follow the maniacs. Did you ever hear that uh, that one guy, what he said about the, the World Wars? What he said, I can guarantee you World War Three will be fought with nuclear bombs. Oh, no, no. He said, I have no idea what World War Three will be fought with, but I can promise you World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a fucking spooky. <laughs> kind of freaks me out. Give me the chills, right. man. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think that's very on point, meaning that uh, we'll wipe ourselves out. Did you see the rumor floating around? Apparently, they offered up these satellite phones to the senators. Only 50 of them accepted them um, in case that some sort of catastrophic emergency uh, were to you know, come upon the United States. These people have um, some sort of access to telecommunications. Uh, it was sweeping around. People were kind of getting a little crazy about it. Uh, Don't I... worry about that shit. You know what I'm more worried about? What's that? You know what I'm really more worried about? Oh, yeah. I was in the army. Let me tell you something. We never spend under budget. The military never in a... Since the day the military was born, the U.S. Army was born, they've never been under budget. They tell you it's going to be five million, it costs four billion. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, man. (laughs) But apparently, they finally, in 240 years, they made an accounting error... That was in the American people's favor, right? That's right. A- apparently, we were supposed to send $120 billion to Ukraine. I'm glad you picked this up, yes. Ah, Frank, we only, we only sent $117. We <laughs> miscalculated. Oh, an error. We actually didn't, you know, the stuff was actually cheaper than we thought, even though today <laughs> everything is 10 times what it cost a year ago. That's right, man. So, you know what? Looks like we actually got room for three more billion dollars. Wow! To send to Ukraine. Did you hear that? I did see this floating around. I mean, Mike, the big the big guy's got to get his ten percent, man, one way or another. <laughs> but when, dude, Frank, come on. We we talk about the roads and our states and our city. We talk about everything the government does. When have they ever been under? There is never an accounting error. Where they're under. What does this imply to you then? They fudge the numbers so they can say, oh, look, we actually only spent 127. And then now they can send an additional three. They just opened up a $3 billion. They just opened up a $3 billion uh, gift to Ukraine without having to go through the congressional uh, hurdles. It's ridiculous because there are children in this country, believe it or not, that don't get lunch when they go to school. Uh, There are homeless children in this country. Uh, We have a homelessness epidemic. Frank, Frank, even the children that are fed and have homes, they can't fucking read. Yes. (laughs) We got got a whole generation that can't fucking read or do math. You are not being hyperbolic on any level. I mean, literally, I believe Baltimore... The city itself, the children are, uh, they scored 0% in reading and mathematics. Man, <laughs> Chicago had like 60 schools where zero kids passed. And for my listeners there in Baltimore, mathematics is math. You know, one plus, well, never mind. I know you, uh, it's, <laughs> it lost you'll get it later. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding you. I love the East Coasters. We got a lot of folks out there in the Washington, D.C. area. We love you. Baltimore, the fact that you don't speak like the Bostonians, we're calling that a win. That's don't a huge even, win, yeah. Don't even stress too much. You won. That's fine. You don't need to read. Yeah, we're watching you, Boston. Stay over there. All right. Boston seems to be like the, the city you can shit on. Everybody shits on it. It's because they're notoriously racist. That's like the Boston way. I thought it was because they love themselves so much. Just like Italians. You can literally shit on an Italian as much as you want. That's right. And they don't even realize you're being serious. That's right, man. Italians (laughs) love themselves. There's no doubt about it. Because in their mind, they're like, nobody hates an Italian. (laughs) That's the greatest. You know what? But there's, uh, with the Italians, there's this, uh, it's a mia, meatball. You know, there's this kind of lovable element to any and all person you know italian personality especially the ones who ham it up uh i feel like there's the cartoonish I, you know what the difference i said this the other day to a guy. you know the difference between the italian guidos and the puerto rican like extreme puerto ricans no. the italian guidos know they're being ridiculous yeah so that's my point they're in on the joke you if, know what i mean like he's got the opened collared shirt with the horned gold necklace hanging like nestled right there in the chest hair with the gold ring <laughs> sleeves partially rolled up the forearms saying oh hey oh non-stop hey. like that guy knows what he's doing he's doing it on purpose <laughs> yeah most of them are doing it on purpose some of them i don't know majority of them are from the suburbs yeah majority of them. At they're, this they're point. sebastian maniscalco yeah, that guy. Every year, he gets more famous, more richer, moves further from Chicago, becomes more of a Chicago Italian. You were describing him. We were uh, privately, I believe, talking about this cat uh, the other night. Right? Is he's yeah? He's he grew up in fucking Crystal Lake. Crystal this guy Lake, acts like Illinois. he grew up in Little Italy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I grew up on Taylor Street. I was right on Taylor and Halstead. What do you mean? Like, no, did you grow up in Crystal Lake, bro? That's- that's my whole point. The real Guidos out there in the Chicagoland area now are just people who grew up in the suburbs, man. They're not real fucking Guidos. They're just uh, hamming it up, <laughs> doing it up for the fucking camera. For for those that don't know, it's the best for us because we're first generation American. That's so right. So the best part for us is we got to see how like our our dad, our uncles, their cousins, they were all born in Italy, came here. Yes, they true. don't. They don't do any of the Guido shit. None of them wear rings or jewelry. <laughs> no, they all yeah. wear appropriately fitting clothes. It's not too tight. They don't have the chest tear <laughs> hanging out. You know, it's all of their kids. <laughs> it's like it's like the That's ones right, that were man. born here. You know. Yeah, we're we're putting you on blast, cousins. You heard it here first. And I, I want to say uh, what is fascinating about that, and kind of what rings true in my head is. Um, You know, that generation, the people who immigrated to this country, let's say in the 60s, 70s, 80s, in that time frame, it was very important to them to assimilate to the American way and American culture. It was was the goal. Yeah. It was the goal to be accepted. Yes, to be part of American culture. Because American culture was, you know, believe it or not, we've gone so far the other direction, but it it was a valued culture. People used to want to, you know, be Uh, in it. You know, a part of it, dude. Did, I I didn't clip it because it just it had it just happened. I couldn't find. Did you see Tim Scott announced he's running for president? This was all over, and I figured we could save it for Thursday. I wanted to, uh, uh, you know how I like it. I, I'm a, yeah. I want the dust to settle a little, and then we can get something juicy. But uh, what's uh, did you hear what what's, he said though? No, like in his no, announcement, I didn't, I didn't it was it, it like, dude, 
it got me on the it got me on the heart level, man, because he was like, "Did it uh, black, bring some tears?" For out? those that don't know, he's a black man, right? Uh, you mean the it, the black face of white supremacy at this point? I can only imagine. <laughs> Dude, he's a black man who like came up in America to become one of the most successful governors in America. You know what I mean? And like, and he just. He really went out there in his speech. He said, you know, uh, Joe Biden and all these Democrats, they're attacking every institution that afforded me the opportunity to become who I am and where I am. They're attacking those as racist and obstacles to people succeeding. No, no. Those institutions are the institutions that allowed people to succeed. Yeah, man. R- right? Uh. Yeah, I Tim, Tim Scott didn't succeed it. because he was a uh, because he was failing in math and had science and everything and then somebody came to his school and said, "You know what, Timmy? We're just going to stop testing you because you and all your black friends aren't doing good and that <laughs> looks bad. So we're just not going to test you." That's not how Tim Scott became a governor. Right? Yes, and again, <clears throat> I like anybody who can uh, look backwards a little bit and explain to people in the modern era, you know, we've lost our way, and we used to have a good method back in the day, and it set us on a really positive course as a country. Now, all of a sudden, everything is flipped and backwards, and doesn't it feel like everything is a little bit wrong? Yeah. Everything kind of is shitty right now. The country is not in a good place, man. You know, the... It's kind of refreshing, Mike, and I'm, I wanted to ask you, how many times did uh, Tim Scott bring up, uh, you know, how he uh, needs to run for president because he's such an oppressed person and a victim? No, and, uh, you know, exact much, opposite. You know, he's saying he needs to run for, for president to tr- just so he could get his word out there that he's not oppressed. That's he's not oppressed. This is. And he's a senator, not a governor. I keep confusing that. That's sorry. right. Yes. <laughs> I keep confusing him. I forgot it's, who the governor that just announced they're running. Uh, we have a lot of people running, which uh, makes like me Like four handy. people just announced it, yeah. It's good, man. You know, this is how it should be. It shouldn't just be, oh, here we go, Trump-Biden. Like, let's everyone fight it out, man. It should yeah. it, it should always be that way every single time. <laughs> if, you, if you want more proof that, that we don't control this country, we the people, look at the fact that 70-something percent said they don't want Biden Trump. Did you and see that's that? probably what it's going to be. That that's was probably what we're going to get. I I read that stat earlier today. Uh yeah, it was close to 70%. Nobody or no, um I think it was 60 It was like 74%, dude. For not wanting that race, you're saying? That didn't want That was like a bipartisan 74% <clears throat> do not want Biden Trump on the ticket. I saw They want another option. There was another poll earlier today I was reading about, and it was something close to 60% of the country believe Joe Biden doesn't have the mental acuity to continue on as the president. Yeah, so the right, it was really funny today, because a lot of the right wings are talking about that, right? Yeah. But then you know what the left wing is talking about? No. 55% don't believe Trump has the mental acuity. So it's like, okay, is 55 better than 60? Dude, if half the country doesn't believe you're mentally sound, you're too old, just you shouldn't be allowed to run. Both then of you. We should I think the one, the whole the one thing we can all agree on is we don't think your guy is good enough. So let's get rid of him and get another guy. I think the whole country can agree that we're talk we're debating between two old fucking farts and we got to fucking lower the age limit for who can run for president. If we did Dude, that, we could eliminate Chad, a lot of 
a lot of uh, people that have no right deciding our future. Dude, AI is making a stupid photo that's tanking your market. The last thing we need is an 80-year-old in the fucking White House. We need somebody that even that can just as a basic understanding of technology, the computers, the internet. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because and we need someone in there who knows when they're being spied on, dude. Newly published yes. documents have revealed persistent and widespread violations. Of- oh, sorry, folks. Make sure you got a glass of water. And I had oh, to throw this in there. That on me, the, man. We're Jesus. right in this, and I, it's really in with the conversation here. I, I <clears throat> the theme of the show. I think this is a an underrated news item of this week, and nobody's talking about it, except for, and I got to give credit where credit is due, Democracy Now. Newly published documents have revealed persistent and widespread violations of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act by U.S. spy agencies. On Friday, a pair of heavily redacted opinions by the FISA court were made public, showing that in recent years, the FBI misused a foreign intelligence database more than 278,000 times to surveil U.S. citizens. The NSA and CIA also carried out thousands of warrantless queries. Among those targeted were journalists, Black Lives Matter. Wow, dude, they're spying on everybody, man. <laughs> the best part is it's something you're not supposed to be doing. It's, I mean, you're supposed to do it zero times. You did it 200,000. 270,000, <laughs> like nearly 300,000 times. Like probably more than that. They're just telling, they had, here's the thing, they got caught, so they had to give us a number. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, Oh, guarantee you, yeah. This is a fraction of what the, we don't we're not even uh, uh, hold on amy goodman i love how you're you're you really you are i'll give you credit you're covering this. this topic yeah, when man. it comes to the fbi right. all you had to say about the durham investigation was that nobody got arrested <laughs> like, the whole durham investigation just That's, revealed dude, the corruption psycho. of the fbi and you could you had you didn't have a Keep to say about it. You are absolutely psycho, bro. I literally, all I could think about this is, didn't we just talk about FBI spying, but like with Trump? And like you didn't want to report on it? No, but, that was fine. But now that like, like it was a week ago, there was a bombshell report that the <laughs> FBI was spying on Trump via the Obama administration and nobody wanted to talk about it. But then Ignore here we it. are, here we are. Amy Goodman's <laughs> like, uh, shocking news. The FBI has been spying on everybody. <laughs> uh yeah it's, including a president believe it or not including, the, including yeah. somebody running for office amy goodman you know what's funny about that two hundred seventy-eight thousand people on that list one of those is president of the united states <laughs> it's fucking crazy actually it was a bombshell report from a week ago that you decided to just poo poo as nothing you remember that completely overlooked it not important uh, we'll throw that in the box with hunter's laptop it's gotta be fake <laughs> This sounds like another Ashley Biden diary story to me, right, guys? Uh, fake, fake news. <laughs> Journalists, political commentators, Black Lives Matter protesters arrested after the killing of George Floyd. The data was gathered under Section 702 of the FISA Amendments Act, which permits the mass surveillance of U.S. residents' digital communications without a warrant as long as at least one party is a foreign national. Wow, man. And you know what I love is they don't they don't go into detail. Who signed that? Who made that law? Mike, who made that law? I don't know. I'm assuming <laughs> Obama. <laughs> well, I do believe when it comes to 
surveillance rights and the you know and our loss of them they began during the patriot act during the bush administration i i think that was kind of the uh you know the start there and then yeah but if it was if this one was bush they would they oh if it's bush or trump well, they no. tell you it's bush or trump yeah well i i agree. what i was going to do is agree essentially i think the genesis of the spying program began with the bush administration the patriot act and you know the post 9/11 world <clears throat> and i i'm positive during the obama administration they kicked it up to 11 and went into hyperspeed with the whole uh surveillance program and that's when we got the info from snowden yeah and that's when snowden was kind of like look they're watching you through your phone your computer they see everything you're doing they know everything you're you're searching uh, and in fact, I could only imagine at this point the AI algorithms that these organizations possess probably predict in real time what we're about to search. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit's crazy now. So I, I, this FBI spy thing. Whenever this stuff becomes public knowledge, when Amy Goodman's reporting it, and if it makes its way probably now in two weeks to World News Tonight or whatever it is, uh, it means they're just like. They're basically, they know a lot of people know what's going on. So now they're like, well, look, look what's going on. Kind of like what, Mike? The chemtrails, right? They know everyone sees the chemtrails in the sky. Everyone's talking about the chemtrails in the sky. No well, one can they stop. Heard the Dude Man podcast, they knew. Nobody can stop talking about the chemtrails in the sky, and so they have to con- They have to tell people, look, yes, we are spraying chemicals in the sky, but here's why it's a good thing. Right, that's the whole uh, the whole jive yeah. that we get from no, the no, no, uh, mass no. media. Their usual other thing is, this is what we can do. This is what we should do. This is why it's so great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you think we're doing it? No, we're not doing it. <laughs> Come on, man! FBI spies, even Amy Goodman saying like, "Hey, there's like three hundred thousand of you regular people, including people in BLM, which is kind of bizarre." Uh, but like, there's a bunch of you out there. That have been uh, spied on by the FBI because you have contrarian views to the establishment agenda and narrative. Yeah. Wow, BLM, man. I haven't heard that in a long time. Isn't that kind of weird? Especially, like, I was thinking about this with the Michael Jackson impersonator. Where was BLM, man? Where was BLM? Did you hear about the new riot last weekend? I did not. No, I did not. Yeah, there was another, like, the teenagers. They, like, 400 teenagers just... You know how they do the carnivals around here at different... You're talking about in Chicago, a Chicago riot? Yeah, it was Tinley Park, so it was like the suburb, right? You know, it's technically a suburb, but it's like right on the border. They all like stormed this carnival. Then they had to (laughs) shut down the carnival early. Wow. You sent me a clip of... um, And I, I didn't clip it only because it was one of those shorts... But it was like a oh, short. Oh, it's a weird clip. It was a short. I wanted of a TikTok. To, uh, yeah, I just wanted to send it to you as, as proof. Yes. Because the funniest part is uh, you were privy to a conversation that I had with Dad at one point. Uh huh. Where it was the last time you were in Chicago, where me and him got into an argument about whether or not it's okay to go hang out on the south side of Chicago. That's right. And Dad's <laughs> argument was, "Oh, me and your mom would love to go hang out around Comiskey Park." Hasn't been called Comiskey Park in 30 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what? It's forever Comiskey in my heart as well, though. I side with him on that one. 
But my point was, when was the last time you guys went to, you white people from Arlington Heights went to go hang out on 35th Street? <laughs> That's right. You know man. what I mean? Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, for you non-city dwellers, you go to the city, <laughs> they use up all the names in the good neighborhoods. So if you're, in a, if you're in a city and you find yourself on like, you know, 14th Street... <laughs> It's time to turn back and head towards turn the around. president's. Turn around. You know? Because <laughs> so, by the time you get to like 80th Street, 100, like it, can just, it just gets worse. And this is not Chicago. This is every. Uh, Eminem even did a, a movie. What's it called? Eight Mile. In Detroit, they run out of names. They start calling them by the mile. <laughs> it's wow. like every city, they run out of names. You know you're headed towards the bad neighborhoods when you get to the president's. <laughs> then they do the universities, and then they just say, fuck it, and do the numbers. That's right. And when you hit there, you got to turn around, head back to the bean, people, to the bean. <laughs> Get back to the bean. That's where the cops are waiting to help escort you away from the mobs of uh, roaming gangs of youth. But what I loved about that clip is in the clip I saw to Rick, it was, a, it was a news clip talking about how you go, you go by 35th Street. It's by Comiskey Park That's where the right. Sox play. Yeah. U.S. Cellular. It's not even U.S. Cellular anymore. It's well, something I, else. I think we should just flow with Comiskey. Eventually, it'll be back to Comiskey. Back. Yeah. But anyways, you go there, and these guys have cones and barricades. And they will literally just surround your car in the <laughs> middle of an intersection, and you have to pay them $40. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> to just go. I watch the you're like, your GPS is telling you to turn right <laughs> to get on the highway, and they just don't let you get on. <laughs> you They're can't. like, it's a $40 toll. They like kick your car, and uh, they interviewed a couple, this poor like white couple uh, from the north side of Chicago. It's very funny, and they're just describing the ordeal and how frightening it was, you know, and how they had to fork up the dough. <laughs> the guy's like, I, I gave him $40. I didn't know what to do. I, I had to go down the street. Uh, and this is why people, this is what you get in the gun-free zones. Imagine if this guy was packing heat instead of $40. No, this is people who are from the city. Let me tell you something, people. Fuck a cone. Fuck a traffic cone. That's what I'm Run saying. it over. Run over the guy. Run over the barricade. <laughs> Run over the fucking kid trying to get in your yes, front of your car. Absolutely. Fuck these people. These guys are listen, they literally their li I know it sounds terrible. The, <laughs> I, their I lives their lives are worthless. <laughs> they are just bringing they are bringing down society. I would rather you hit the person than the cone. That cone offers more value to Chicago <laughs> than that fucking person. So right. run them over. Hit the gas. They get out of the way. I've been in that situation many a time. Wow. They never stop me. I just hit the gas. I, I don't give a fuck. Most people are afraid of a moving vehicle, and uh, especially if it's moving fast. When you're moving fast, Mike, you only have a small amount of time to get out of the way, and we only have a small amount of time to get into oh, the no. next we episode. We have hit that moment, believe it or not. It's the fastest hour in the universe, folks. Uh, I can't stress it enough. We, we just don't have well, enough time. Listen, last piece of advice. If you come to Chicago, you're stopped at a red light. Anybody that's walking around your car, don't make eye contact. <laughs> if they say so, if they say something to you, laugh and guess it. <laughs> <laughs>